0: Welcome back to It's All About Perspective. I'm Abigail Peterson, my co host.
1: I am Robert Hinchliffe. I'm the principal at Tyrone Thompson Elementary School in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we are glad to be back.
0: Yes, here we are. Uh, We're heading into uh, No School November, as we like to call it. (laughs) And, um, you know, we know that there's a lot of things that happen during November. I was actually talking to my sister a little bit about that and, you know, the different things that come up in November. So, there's a lot of days off and a lot of obstacles and challenges. You have you know Halloween at the end, the beginning of no- the end of October, beginning yeah. of November, but that kind of sets the tone. And then you've got Thanksgiving in there and other random holidays. So what's on your mind this week, Robert?
1: Well, I was thinking about it. we hosted Rock your School day. We were a national host for Get your Teach on um, for Rock your School Day. And it was awesome. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. And uh, the staff was amazing. Everybody bought into it. But uh, the news was there as well. And they were asking me kind of what's the bottom line for why we do this. And I said, you know, ultimately, I think in elementary school, it's our job to make students love coming to school. It's our job to make school fun. If you can make school make kids love school, then they will come and they'll be more likely to learn and, and basically have a positive experience about it. And I also think that as a principal, it's my job to um, basically create an environment where teachers love their job and love coming as well. So it's kind of the whole idea, like Richard Branson, uh, the guy that owns Virgin Airlines said, if you take care of your employees, they will take care of your clients, So kind of encompassing all of that last week with Rock Your School, where we create this amazing environment at school and the teachers have the freedom to make these amazing environments. I just can't help but wonder why some principals struggle making an environment or create an environment where teachers love to come. I think ultimately it comes down to control. I can't control people if I give them freedom to be creative, but I don't understand why. And so I was thinking, well, let's talk about it because as a teacher, you control your room. You can choose to have a room like Ben Stein where you're basically like Bueller, Bueller, or Abby, you can have one like yours where it's ultra engaging and there's lots of um, things going on. So why do people choose the unfun, for lack of a better word, environments like you've seen student teachers you watch student teachers you're in classrooms there's some one some rooms that are not fun or you can think of people why is that i just don't understand why you want to have want to have as much fun and
0: foremost we have to say that fun is subjective fun is subjective because fair enough some people feel like fun is a gloomy, cloudy day and curled up reading a book by themselves. And some people feel like fun is out dancing in the rain with all their friends and and drinking hot cocoa. So fun is subjective. So that's first and foremost. uh, You know, what's fun to an extrovert is not fun to an introvert. We can agree on that.
1: That's a fair point.
0: And so I think you know what what i consider fun and what you consider fun and what my friend considers fun we're going to get three different opinions but i'd like to kind of backtrack a little bit and say for instance rock your school day let's break it down for for just a minute okay. I, i'm going to extrapolate get your teach on and and the term um rock your school day let's just talk about this and ultra, ultra engaging day that's focused yes everybody is committed everybody how much did that cost
1: it did not cost that much honestly um i the school not i uh, i support it fully so therefore um i will help buy instructional supplies and things of that nature it costs time okay it's a lot of time
0: okay but let's stop right there we're gonna take this a little bit at a time we're all gonna right break it down go ahead. okay You are the principal who is willing to take your budget and purchase things to create this ultra fun day. Not all principals want to use their funds to purchase items, whether they're going to be reused or not, for this specific day, okay?
1: And that's part of it is I don't understand. Now, if you take out, okay, let's just say, let's just take Rocky School Day out of it. Mm Mm-hmm why would an admin or teachers not want to find ways that are ultra engaging to the students and the teachers?
0: I, th- I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, we have standards to teach. We have skills okay. to teach. We have things to, to do and everything cannot be a production. I everything don't disagree with you. cannot be a big day and and as somebody who has participated in rock your school day and and has done room transformations it's a lot of work and you even said so yourself let's take out the money now and let's say you do everything with butcher paper and donated supplies which could be done it's a lot of time and for somebody like me who has older kids and who has a more flexible schedule, so to speak, I might be willing to spend hours at school. Well, but if you have a new mom who has a new baby at home, I think that's a lot to ask for. Maybe for one time, she would be willing to do it. But I think that on an ongoing basis, I think that's a little unfair to expect. Well, you're you're supposed to do it for the... Engagement of your kids, or to make school fun. So I think going back, you have the money issue, and then you have the time issue, and okay. and and making things ultra engaging all the time um, takes time. Sometimes it takes money, and it takes a lot of extra effort. Now, once you have been in a grade level, and for instance, myself who is in kindergarten, and I amassed a collection of things with my own funds or with the help of the school, um, and I was able to have things on hand, it was easier. But not everybody has that luxury. Not everybody has that luxury of being in the same grade level or being that invested within themselves to want to build that.
1: So I think you made some good points. One, the one point that just stuck out to me is you said not everybody is as invested In that, I think that's a lot of our problem. And today I'm going to make some teachers mad, but of course, this is my perspective is that we are happy with mediocrity in a lot of way. So you say, well, they're not invested in it. There's a lot of ways to make your room engaging. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you don't have to spend time. There's some teachers that did not spend any more than the day there. They use their prep wisely. Mm -hmm. They use their morning wisely. So Yes, some teachers did stay there till late. That was their choice. Mm -hmm. The ones that didn't, they stayed the time they could. They put their time in. That was it. They can still find ways to make it engaging also. Um, So again, it kind of depends. You're saying basically some people can put the time in, some people can't. But I'm saying some people don't want to put the effort in to find ways to be engaging. There's simple ways. You could I mean, there's people that won't even play music when their kids walk in the door. Okay. I mean there's there's ways and I don't understand and why here's people okay and here's
0: okay, devil's advocate. Not everybody enjoys music. Not everybody enjoys music, and you can say you can say no, that's not true. But that is true. I mean, some people, like I said, I am an introvert's worst nightmare (laughs) because I am loud and I am a and I am chaotic, and I love to sing and I love to dance. And I've had people actually message me on Instagram, not message me. I should say comment publicly comment and say this is it was it was on recently within the last or four months, I did some, some singing, um, like song chants that you could do in the classroom. And I had somebody leave me a public comment that said, this is my worst nightmare, <laughs> you know? And, so that's- and so it's, so again, it's very subjective to what we think is fun and we think is, um, and what we think is engaging. Let's talk about though. I, I like the way this is segwaying. Let's talk about some ways to be engaging Robert's that are very low prep and, sure. but still, but still make an impact. Okay? okay. How about writing on tables and writing on desks with dry Absolutely. erase markers?
1: Absolutely. A lot that of is don't even know you can Almost
0: do that. zero cost. And, and the best thing, here's the thing. If you're a teacher, let them write on the desks, let them write on the tables, then give them a baby wipe and, and have them wipe it off. It's not a big deal and for any principal that's those are the kind of things i don't understand about principals i agree with because you. that is something that the kids love and it can be effective and they are like wow i get to use a dry erase marker on my on my table on on the desk now they're making furniture i saw a school recently in las vegas that did a room makeover where they provided a first grade teacher with all desks and tables that had dry erase tops now, if that isn't, I mean, make you want to do it, you should. And it costs, like I said, zero dollars and it's engaging. I'm so, saying that's
1: that's what I'm saying is how why would admin or a teacher not want to do something like that? Why would a dry erase marker on a table be bad in the eyes of a teacher, especially I mean, someone who's trying to get kids to learn to write?
0: I well okay devil's advocate a teacher might say well it's going to lead to vandalism it's going to lead well that's
1: classroom management
0: exactly exactly and that's how I would respond to that is as long as you as you tell your students what your expectations and your rules and your procedures are for using a dry erase marker on the top um I I allowed it but I there were things that happened in the classroom um they're kids Things, they're, they're not always, everything is not always going to go exactly. Every kid is not going to follow the rules to a T, even if you give every single rule and procedure and a consequence to go with it. So, so there's going to be discrepancies no matter what, but I don't think that's a reason for us not to do it.
1: I am different, as you know. Mm-hmm. Anybody that listens, though, no, I am different. I am more of the Ron Clark mentality. Anybody that's seen the Ron Clark movie, He goes in, and he goes to work in Harlem, and he finds these kids hate school, and he tries things and tries things and tries things to get them engaged in school, and what ends up working? Him drinking chocolate milk until he pukes in the garbage can. Abby, I don't... I'm not saying take it to that extreme, but why do educators not... Why do they expect kids to do it their way, and they... They won't find a way like, does that make sense? What I'm trying to say, if you have if you are not engaging and your kids are misbehaving, let's go back. If your kids are misbehaving, 98% of the time it's because you are not engaging or meeting them at their level. So why wouldn't you want to find a way to engage them if you're a teacher or an admin rather than expecting them to basically follow your way? So if you are more of the Ron Clark model, kind of like I am, where you were going to find a way to engage kids no matter what, for example, he went into Harlem and was teaching kids and he could not find a way to engage them. And it literally took him figuring out that if I drink chocolate milk, every time you give me a right answer until I puke in the garbage can, if that's what it takes to get those kids engaged, that's what he was willing to do why aren't teachers willing to do something that will help kids engage in lessons rather than providing this environment where kids don't want to be there or are not engaged in what you're doing?
0: I think we have probably at least 10 episodes over the last two years (laughs) where we have talked about this and we've explained why they don't. There's teacher burnout. There's tons of paperwork. There's lots of stipulations. So As I said, let's talk about the things that – let's give teachers suggestions and ideas. This is the one thing that I I am starting to actually share on my Instagram and I'm actually starting to share on TikTok and be more – let's say proactive about is right, let's, stop, let's stop saying like, okay, well, why aren't they? Well, let's give them ideas Great. because if you give them ideas, whatever they do with the, whatever they do with it is up to them, but they can't mm-hmm. say what well, we didn't know, which goes back to my favorite saying you can never consequence a student that didn't know their expectation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So same with teachers. So we have, you can write on, um, on your dry erase. Or no, I'm sorry. You can write on your tables or your desks. That's one way. OK, how about let's talk about going outside, Robert. What are some ideas that you can do going outside of the classroom?
1: So you can go outside. There's so many things on the playground. You have tons of squares. You have tons of circles. I'm intermediate based. So I'm thinking, OK, well, we can talk about degrees. We can go and do our multiplication chart out there in chalk. There's just ways to get outside and do that.
0: And we know teachers, if you are a teacher, um, take them outside when, especially when it's nice outside. And we live in Las Vegas. So we generally have about eight months of amazing weather Mm -hmm. and four months of either super hot or one month of really cold, windy weather. But the rest of the time is pretty bearable and we're allowed to, we're able to be outside. But taking your kids outside to um, do their writing block or to do, um, to do reading is an amazing, it's a change of environment. And one thing you know about kids, and one thing I know, even about the brain in general, is changing up the environment or changing up the modality is the cheapest and easiest way to provide engagement. So I share in one of my Um, professional development courses that I talk about when it comes to writing, the best way to engage little learners in writing is by giving them a variety of writing tools. Give them pencils that are there's Ticonderoga sparkle pencils, holographic pencils, just by giving them those special magic pencils, all of a sudden they want to do it.
1: I have an idea. So this is probably more intermediate, but I know you can do it. If you have a student who's extremely ADHD, Mm -hmm. give them a drum And every time you say a certain word or something they agree with, have them beat the drum. It it engages them in listening. And they can only hit that drum when they hear something they agree with or a word that they should know or something of that nature. It gives them an outlet rather than sitting there like where they can't hardly move. Boom, I can listen now to Miss Peterson. And every time she says Mm -hmm. the word product, I'm going to play the drum. Mm -hmm. Every time a student says something I agree with, I get to play the drum. Something simple that will get your students who cannot sit still engaged. There's also things like um, squishy balls Mm -hmm. or things that go around the chair, uh, the the legs of your chair that you can bang your legs against.
0: So let's, what about, I saw a lesson the other day in a fourth grade classroom where all the teacher did was pass around a microphone. And so as the students got a chance to respond, she gave them a microphone it was very simple. It was the school microphone. It, it Now, there are fancy microphones out there. I had one of those for my classroom, too, that has voice changers, and it's it you can hook it up to your Bluetooth, yada, yada, yada. That's great. But say you don't want to spend the money, or you don't have the money to spend, or your school doesn't allow that, use your current microphone that you have in your classroom. All Clark County School District um, classrooms have microphones and, and systems. Mm-hmm. So pass around that microphone, and you will be amazed because everybody wants to use a microphone. Most, most everybody. So that's something that's very simple that you can use. Another thing that I love, this can be done K through five, is any type of activity that's like a write the room or read the room. uh, Use duct tape. Use duct tape. Actually, I take that back. Use painter's tape because painter's tape comes off a little bit easier. Thank you. Um, use painter's tape. You could put it on the carpet. It comes up easy. You don't have to leave it there for all school year. You could leave it there for the day or you could leave it there for the week, but you could do multiplication on there. You could do vocabulary words on there. Give students a clipboard, have them walk around. You are going to provide engagement. Very simple, low prep, but engaging activities that students are going to be invested into the lesson because you have done something different than just set and get.
1: Something that I love, this is my personal thing. Um, there's some teachers at Thompson that do this really well. There are all kinds of chants, and I know some mm-hmm. people don't like it. There's all kinds of songs on YouTube mm-hmm. that you can use that will teach you dividing decimals or mm-hmm. how to multiply. If you can connect things to music for kids, when they're taking their assessment, they will think dividing decimals, and they'll sing mm-hmm. the song, and it gets them right through it. I don't understand why more people don't use music personally.
0: I'm a huge advocate for music. You know that. I think that yeah. music is the great equalizer. It really does bring, you know, um, English language learners and English speakers and native speakers. It brings everybody together because we, we all have, like, ha- most of us have that love for music. Not all of us love, um, I want to dance with somebody, although I sure. do. But, but, um, you know, when it comes to like music and rhythm, I think that it's, it actually teaches, you know, I had a compliment from our old music teacher. She told me, she said, I can tell you sing with your kids a lot. She said, Mm -hmm. because they, when they come in here, she said, they're able to like come together and be on, you know, be on beat. And she's like, I can just tell that you, you sing in the classroom. And that was a great compliment to me, not because I was teaching them to sing because I wasn't, but I had just incorporated that so that they were able to have rhythm and they were able to Mm -hmm. have, um, you know, so singing is definitely, uh, chanting, I think,
1: yeah, I think too movements. So like, if you had, so I'm thinking primary now. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about sentences and you're doing capitals and periods, and you get to the end and you you make the like a urch sound every time you see a period to mm-hmm. stop. Just add some sound or some hand movements in there. Another thing too that I see a lot of people do is when someone has the floor they will, they will clap. For example, um, I call on an Abby and then I say, uh, uh, everyone look at Abby right. eyes on Abby, right? Something like that just gets every, and then you can see who's not paying attention, not engaged. And then you got to find a way. There's a, there's a million. Th- I mean, when I started teaching, we didn't have all this stuff and now right. you've got Instagram and we've talked about that. Right. So it goes back to my thing, though. I don't understand why you, everyone can't find something because that i think for them. because
0: i think i think honestly what it comes down to is you have one extreme or the other and people have a hard time finding a balance between the both between the two of them so we have Thompson Elementary over here, who's on the news, who does this amazing Rock Your School Day. Their school is, I saw your videos, Robert. They're amazing. There's 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 balloon arches. Everybody's in costume. Everybody is invested. Everybody is singing. Every room has these amazing games and these activities and engagement galore. You have this, and then you have on the other spectrum... You have Edison-type schools who are there, say, we are here to meet the data. We are here for one goal and one purpose. And until everybody achieves those goals, we are not to do anything else. So you have teachers from both spectrums. Now, I will say, let me give an observation that I've made. I have been in this district since 2006, and... One thing that I've noticed is teachers that came from an Edison-type school or a very data-driven school, you and I have worked with them. Um, you have worked in a lot of different schools, so you have seen all different types of, of teachers and, and um, you know their backgrounds. But teachers who come from a background of content and teaching and standards and very data-driven – Um, Sometimes it's harder for them to adapt to more creativity and thinking outside the box, outside of the box curriculum, Mm -hmm. but they definitely have that um, foundation for teaching. On the other hand, I have seen brand new teachers come into uh, environments such as Thompson, where a lot of engagement is encouraged and fun, and they are invest themselves in that, but they don't have the quality um, instruction. And so somehow we've got to merge the two and find a happy medium.
1: Yeah. Somehow we have to merge the two. Sadly, I don't think some teachers would want to merge or, or admin. I don't think they would want to merge the two. And I just come from the standpoint of why wouldn't you want to do something that makes your students more engaged in learning? I mean, if you're going to just be Edison and you're just going to go page by page and every room has to be page by page, you're not going to catch them as much as you could. You know, like Thompson's very data driven as well. Smith was as well to a degree. Like I ready and stuff that you do every week, that's, that's too much. So I could see why people would worry about that. But I believe like if you look at, engaging environments where kids like to be there. You have to make them love school first. Otherwise they're not going to love doing the hard things that you make them uh, make them do. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. We get kids into Thompson from all walks of life, from schools down by our old school or whatever. And once they figure out that a, the teachers care about them and the staff cares about them and B, we're going to try and make learning fun and the environment fun. They tend to just fall in love with it and they work, I think, more, and they do better, and that's just again, I think that's that's my perspective that many people are afraid or unwilling to make environments fun for kids because they don't understand that that's going to make them want to do better,
0: but again, going back to our very first my very first talking point, fun is subjective, okay, and so you- let's let's
1: let's change fun for engaging,
0: okay. But engaging okay. is sub- is subjective because again, you know what I think is engaging, and what somebody who's been teaching for thirty years and is kind of burnt out, what they think is engaging is is two different. Who who's making the rule on engaging? You know who's who's defining what engaging is. Well,
1: define it. What do you think engaging is?
0: Well, my personal opinion is. My goal when I taught kindergarten was to first create a love for learning. That was my ultimate goal because I am the foundation. I am the very first building block of 13 years of an educational career. Yes. And if I, if they leave kindergarten hating school and go, and they are not excited to go to first grade, they have a long road ahead of them.
1: Unless I make sure they have an engaging, fun first grade teacher. And so
0: I, I, my tagline that I use for my branding kindergarten chaos is intentionally teaching with purpose and fun, because I think of, I think fun is definitely part of that, but sometimes that fun misses the mark where it's not intentional and purposeful. So when I create activities I first am starting with the standard. What am I teaching? What is the learning goal? What is the outcome that I'm expecting? Now, I don't expect my students to regurgitate that, that back to me like we talked about in, in our previous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect them to say, well, I blah, blah, blah. I don't expect that. But I have to know what my purpose is. So when I am doing um, uh, Play-Doh with... Uh, high-frequency words, I know what my purpose is. My purpose is to give them, one, fine motor muscle practice because they need that to be uh, proficient writers and to have stamina because one thing we're missing in writing, and writing is a big problem in Nevada, uh, 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 but not also not in Nevada, but across nationwide. And part of the problem – I don't want to get off on this, but part of the problem is a stamina problem. And the Mm -hmm. reason why is because we have so many devices now that kids do not have, they have not built those fine motor muscles. So it's a difficult task to do. It's an actual physical task. Difficult task to do, so that's why they hate writing. Yeah. So if we build fine motor muscles by using play doh, and then of course we're building these high frequency words. They're they're um, building the word. They're reading the word. They're circling the word on the mat. They're reading the decodable sentence. They're writing their own sentence. It's multifaceted. It's multi purpose, and it's fun. But it, I have I have killed multiple birds with one stone in doing this. Yeah. So, but I've been very purposeful and thoughtful about
1: yes. it. Great strategies, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> In my opinion, some admin out there can be like, no play-doh, we can't Absolutely. have time for Well, look, if you don't have time for Play-Doh and why do we care if the kids one day make their words out of Play-Doh rather than trying to write them on the paper? I don't know. I don't understand. What why do we care what teachers do, assuming it's legal, to get kids to learn? So
0: Because some because some admin think it's 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 playtime. And you know what is so amazing? And we can do a podcast. You learn the most
1: when you're playing. Yes, when you're
0: doing. Actually, that is the research. The research proves that you learn by doing. Okay. All I learn when you do it for me is that you do it better than me. That's it. And so we have got to move away from this. And I see a trend where a lot of teachers are calling out, like, stop, stop demonizing play. Because play yeah. is a part of learning and you know we want to, we want to strip it all down and, and and create these little robots that just sit and get and just go through the motions and that's not humans. So that's
1: how I can define engagement when I walk in okay you have you really have kind of two kinds of engagement if you ask me. you have authentic mm-hmm. when they're playing with the play-Doh and they're having fun or really paying attention and really doing things or you have compliant. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing this because my teacher's making me. That's that's two very different things. You're either doing it because you have to or because you want to. And
0: again, we've had this conversation in staff meetings before. Uh, Honestly, there is a need for both because everything cannot just be fun and just off the cuff and just, oh, let's have a let's have a great time. Sometimes there are tasks that you have to do that you don't necessarily like, and you are just being compliant. So from but a, isn't that life though? Yeah.
1: From an admin perspective. If you I don't want
0: to drive 25 miles down the street. <laughs> I prefer to drive 75 everywhere I go, but I have to be compliant with the laws. And, sure. you know, so I, we, we have to, again, there's got to be this balance, and I just feel like we're we're one or the other. It, it's a hard to people. Some people have a difficult time just finding a happy balance of both. Yeah.
1: Well, you need to be either. I mean, again, from my perspective, if you're a compliantly or authentically engaged, you're engaged in learning. So I think that that is completely okay. If you're completely withdrawn or just off task, then that's that's a whole different thing. But sadly, I think most not most I think many teachers or admin think that if everybody is compliantly engaged all the time that that's a good thing and I disagree and I want to also say too teachers I don't care what anybody says there's no such thing as all there's not I, the the uh, the NEPF says all students
0: yeah. Well, that's,
1: that's that's not all students all the time is, is completely ridiculous. I wish they would change that, which we talked about a while ago. If you, I mean, I know which, which little Turkey does not get engaged all the time. That's my Mm -hmm. job as an admin admin. If you walk in and someone's off task and you don't know why, or Mm -hmm. if they're off task all the time, I think that's I think that's your fault because you're not engaged in what the teacher is trying to do enough. But again going back to it, you know, why why can't educators of all levels find a way somehow to engage the kids in learning or engage them in an environment that makes them want to be a part of it? Nobody wants to be a part of something that stinks. That's why I have made a career off of hiring teachers who left admin that have no fun or do not want to be there. If you take away all of their autonomy and do not let them create engaging fun times or use Play-Doh or go outside, they're going to come work for me who's going to let them and they're going to thrive and the kids are going to learn. So it'd be a lot easier if admin would just kind of let go of the reins. But again, it comes down to my favorite word this year, which is control. It's hard. It's hard to let teachers have control because you have to trust them. And if they mess up, you'll have to deal with it. But I think it's a lot easier trusting them than it is micromanaging them and worrying all the time.
0: Okay, so let me ask you a question, okay? Where you you just said a word, trust. You trust mm-hmm. your teachers. Where do you draw the line on that, though?
1: Well, let me, I mean, let me, let
0: me I'm, yeah. I'm being serious yeah. because, because you could have, I mean, I I know of a teacher that um spent hours out on the basketball f- out on the basketball court. And that was there there were purported reasons for that and then you know other teachers would say things and there well this is how we learn and and so you have this debate on is this engagement you know why are they I, there's a lot going on with that. So I would love to know, like, as a, as an admin, where do you draw the line on trust? Like, you know, how do you know that authentic and purposeful learning is taking place on a consistent basis? There's a lot of teachers, Robert, we have to agree. There's a lot of teachers that take advantage and, and, and say, I, I, you know, it's fluff and they're like, oh, well, they're not developmentally ready or we're there that they're this or they're this or they're that or, you know. Yeah.
1: Trust for me starts with, OK, first of all, are your kids learning? And that can be many different ways. If you're self-contained, it's different. If you're fifth grade or kindergarten, uh, I trust you, Abby, to teach those kids how to read and write and do math. If you go outside and play basketball to teach them to do math. OK, Fine. But when it comes time to check out your map scores, those kids better grow. When it comes time for them to show that they can uh, write their name or complete ESGI. I always mess that up, ESGI. I always want to say E-G-S-I. ESGI, if your data is not proving that what you're doing is working, then I need to step in and say, okay, let's look at this and figure it out. So I trust you till I can't. If you go play basketball every day, nobody does this, but if you go play basketball every day and you can somehow grow your kids on map Mm -hmm. doing that, why do I care again? I I don't understand that. Now, it doesn't happen. But now let's play devil's advocate on my side. I have to stick with growth, not proficiency, because at some schools in the Valley, they're going to be proficient. Mm -hmm. They're not going to grow. They're going to be proficient. So am I okay with proficiency? No, I'm not. Some admin are. All they care about is proficiency. That gets us our five stars. I don't care about growth. If that's your your thing, fine. For me, I want to be number one in the district in growth. Grow all kids. That's my thing. If you come to Thompson and you're growing your kids, great. If you're not, the data will bear it out. And then when I show you your data and say, okay, how are we going to fix this? You're gonna to start to think, huh? I gotta grow kids. And guess what I found? Most people don't like scrutiny. They no, don't. they
0: don't. They don't. So
1: it's very simple for me. Grow kids, or you gotta make a decision. You gotta change. <laughs> I had a principal, my mentor, Miss Primus. She would be the three Rs. You gotta relocate, resign, or retire. I have added another one. It's four R's. You gotta resign, relocate, retire, or you gotta reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. because I can't sit around waiting for you to grow kids. You have to choose to do it. And if that means I got to come in there and help you, fine, I'll come teach a lesson or the AP or, or the read by grade three. But that for me, it all comes down to growth. And that could be on IEP goals. That could be on basic things such as life skills. But we need to see kids growing. Uh, so for me, that's where, that's where I go with.
0: I agree with that. And I appreciate that because all kids can grow. Um, and, and if they are proficient, then let's grow them higher. Let's grow them to the next, to the next level, um, or students that are not proficient. Let's get them as close to proficient as we can through growth. I would like to end our podcast today by just saying, saying and putting this out there not only for you Robert but for other admin and other teachers that are in any position of influence within their school. Let's let's start providing very simple engaging ideas that teachers can feel are reasonable And doable. Do you know one of my most? You know the one thing that pushed me over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Do you know what it was? It was me taking a sentence strip and writing numbers one through twenty on it, and cutting the numbers apart, putting them in a pocket chart, and saying, "This is a game I used to play called Mystery Number." I pulled out several of the numbers, and then the kids would have to guess what numbers were missing. That. Has over almost a million views. Okay. It's simple. Very simple.
1: And it costs costs nothing. zero
0: dollars. And it was a very, and, and teachers are looking, especially in 2022, Robert. Teachers are looking for, they want, I think they want to be engaging and they want they to have fun, but it's overwhelming and not to rain on Thompson's parade. Cause I think no, you guys did an amazing job, but sometimes if you look at a school or you look at another teacher and they are the, the, um, you know the bougie teacher, which I even include myself in that because I have been there and I have done that. And I have been the epitome of somebody saying like, oh, she's over the top. Yes. That's my personality. That's what mm-hmm. I choose to be. But not everybody desires to be that I or agree. wants to be that, but they do want to engage their students. They did not get into <sighs> this as, as a financial goal. And so they, they get into teaching because they want to make a difference and they want to teach kids. And so let's give them ideas. So I'm challenging you, Robert, as it, as an admin, when you have your next staff meeting or your next, I know you don't do them traditionally like everybody else, but, (laughs) but let's, let's, let's brainstorm ideas that are simple and teachers can go in the classroom that morning and do it. Mm And they don't, it doesn't take them five hours to, to, to create, doesn't require all this prep. Let's, let's come up with a bank of ideas so that teachers can say, yeah, I can do that. A fourth grade teacher can say, yeah, I can do that. A second grade teacher can say, oh, that's a good idea. I could use it for this. So instead of overwhelming teachers and making teachers feel like they're not meeting the mark, let's give them ideas that are simple, doable, but engaging.
1: I agree with you. However, you accept
0: the challenge.
1: I, I do accept it. I actually <laughs> I actually just had a meeting last week about not slowing the high kids down. But admin, I think too, um, we can do that. So any admin that listen, how are you going to do a school wide engagement activity? Spinners, Abby, like we yeah. do spinners.
0: And every, and every let me every just say this, has but admin. let me. Every
1: teacher should have a spinner. And but let me say this if
0: you don't have a spinner, and I have done on my Instagram, I have, have showed a bunch of different ways to use a spinner in kindergarten. You if you do not have a spinner, guess what? We all have smart boards, and yes. you can get a free spinner online.
1: I think it's, it's freespinner.com, yeah. actually. So
0: you can you can do it. So I, I wanna just go back to what one thing that you just said because I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on this. All okay. Right. I'm not talking about a meeting on slowing the high kids down. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about I'm just talking about I the best the best that teachers can do, like collaborate with each other. Like we have the best ideas. And when we get our ideas together, it's, again, it's like, okay, I could do that. I could use that in this way. And I could use that in that way. Come up with a bank of ideas that teachers can use. And they could say, I just, I hate teaching Mm -hmm. digraphs. Or I hate teaching, you know, two-digit multiplication. Well, here's an idea. You could do it. You could, you know, put it on a beach ball. And you could throw the beach ball around. There are tons of ideas.
1: Yeah, your challenge is accepted. So all the Thompson teachers are listening. (laughs) We're going to do this now. But from my perspective now, I'm going to challenge all teachers. You have to be willing to listen and try it. If you just got the idea from Abby, well, I can take 1 through 20 and do missing number. Oh, that's so awesome. But I'm not going to do that. So I challenge the teachers. Find a way to engage your students somehow. Again, you don't have to be like Thompson. We are over the top. You know, there are some teachers who have left Thompson because it's not their speed. Uh-huh. I accept that. That's fine. They made a good career choice because I'm not slowing down. We're not slowing down. Find your niche, but also don't bore your kids. Try something. Just try something.
0: And, I, and again, I am an advocate for... Find those ideas, find what works for you, because we all don't have the same personality and it would be a really boring school if everybody did the same thing all the time, even if it was amazing. And so you do what works for you, but, um, Find some things, collaborate with people in your grade level. I love meeting with student teachers because when I start talking with them about their ideas, it it's like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I could take that. That's a great idea. So there's power when you get together and you collaborate. And again, even I, I just want to promote simple engagement, like you can be engaging and do it simply and do it. Um, on your prep or in the morning. It doesn't have to take hours and days and it doesn't have to take lots of money.
1: And I just want to summarize by promoting simple engagement, but admin and teachers, please be willing to do it. Yes.
0: Have a growth mindset, have a growth mindset, because I, I go back to, you've heard me say this before. We expect our kids to do it. We expect our kids to take on challenges even when they don't like it and even when they're afraid. So why as adults are we any different? We have to show by example and lead by example. And that means stepping out sometimes of our little comfort bubble that we have created for ourselves and say, okay, I know I don't always like to have, you know, to try new things, but I'm gonna try something new. I'm gonna put some painter's tape on the on the carpet or on the bookcases around the room and I'm going to have my kids, you know, move around the room with a clipboard and, 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 you know, get their content for what they need, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Admin, here's a simple thing. Just say November, I'm making a day up. November 17th is teach how you want day. And just let them do their thing and walk around and see what's happening. And then let them build off of that
0: and share just and yes share. Just and let share. them and, let
1: them have control for a day
0: and one thing you know it's like i want to encourage you robert and anybody else out there sometimes it's defeating when only the bougie teachers are are promoted like, oh, look at how amazing Miss Smith is. Look at all this. I mean, and her room is just fantastic. But showcase the teachers that, that did write on the desk. Showcase mm-hmm. the teachers and say, look at how simple this idea was. I, I mean, it could be as simple as folding the paper in half and cutting the two slits and making a flip book. That's very simple. Yeah. And, and the kids love it. And when you do that, that makes that teacher feel valid. Like you validated like her, her or his or her engagement technique. And then it's going to, it's going to let other teachers know, Oh, I could do that. Like that, that's a great idea. Because if you only show the amazing extravagant, that is going to cause some teachers to feel defeated. So I can engagement, it will. Yes.
1: engagement
0: can be little, it can be big, but um, it, it can, it can, it, it it's, it needs to be a part of, Every teacher's repertoire of teaching, um, big or small, find find your groove, reach out, find ideas. You know, think outside the box, but doesn't have to be rock your school day. But it's okay if it is.
1: That's right. So, just find something. Just try to find a way. Don't be don't be Ben Stein and Ferris Bueller. Whatever you do, just find wah, a way. <laughs>
0: yes, but no matter where you stand, remember.
1: It's all about perspective.
0: Thanks for joining us.